going on, good people? Welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the socials on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for your Raptors content, podcast news, or hit me up on either platform if you just want to talk hoops. On March eighth, the Raptors travel to LA after a controversial finish in Denver. We all know what happened with the Scotty ejection and so on and so forth. The Raptors had an opportunity to redeem themselves, taking on the Clippers. Uh, This game, the Raptors were without Will Barton, who was out with a non-COVID illness. And for the Clippers, they were all relatively healthy and ready to go for tonight's game. Now, this is a Clippers team that has grossly underperformed with their rotating lineups, rotating players, load management, or whatnot. They have a lot of money tied between their main workhorses in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This is a team that is essentially championship or bust and is not playing championship basketball, unfortunately. They've underperformed some games, they've lost big leads, they shot themselves out of a game. Take your pick, they found multiple ways to lose the game despite their talent on this team. The Raptors aren't doing any better. We've seen the Raptors on more than one occasion squander fourth quarter leads, double digit leads at that, have a great start but a terrible finish. So these are two teams that are looking to get back. These are two teams that are looking to make a push for the playoffs and they had to take care of business on a Wednesday night and the Raptors got off to a great start against the Clippers. The Clippers were shooting poorly, something that has been a developing trend for the Clippers. But eventually, as the game went on and Kawhi got settled and Paul George and so on, the game started to get a little bit more tight. But unfortunately, the Raptors eventually lost their grip on this game, and it leads me into my negatives for this game. And I'm going to start off with the defense. The interior defense for the Raptors tonight was terrible, to say the least. The Raptors gave up 60 points in the paint, and they were only able to get 42. And you're probably wondering, since the addition of Jakob Pertl, that has not been the case. Well, tonight, the issue was getting beat on the perimeter. The Clippers essentially were able to get to their spots at will. The Raptors would pressure the ball, be it Paul George, Kawhi, Eric Gordon, Russell Westbrook, Terrence Mann, take your pick. They would pressure the ball, press, press, press. One simple move gets by the defender. And then rather than making the effort to get back in front of that offensive player, they're basically shadowing them, corralling them towards the help in the middle, be it Jakob Pertl or Chris Boucher or Precious. But what ends up happening is that the help has to react to that player. And we've seen this multiple times during the game off the back door simple dump off pass easy basket for the clippers and pascal scotty barnes are notorious for this they'll get beat and they'll allow the offensive player to get by them and then they try to poke the ball from behind and sometimes it works but other times it doesn't and i would much rather them use their length to corral the offensive player to keep them in front we've seen scotty barnes get burned going against quicker players use your length keep that distance give yourself a little bit of a cushion the Raptors play an aggressive style of defense we know this but I think it needs to be situational and from matchup to matchup when you have 
two great half-court players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you probably don't want to pressure them too much because they have the ability to get into the paint, but they also have the ability to create for others. So you kind of just have to choose your poison at that point. But the Raptors have gambled all season long. The chaotic defense is key for their offense. But I definitely felt tonight that they were extremely soft. Extremely soft on the perimeter, soft in the paint. Once they got in there, it was a soft challenge, a, a test for them to hit the open shot. And if the Raptors were able to close out and force them to take a contested shot, the Raptors failed to secure the rebound and it led to some second chance opportunities for the Clippers. There were just too many miscues defensively and, and the Clippers made them pay. But giving up 60 points in the paint, not to mention that when the aggressiveness was turned up, it led to free throw opportunities and the Clippers shot 24 for 31 from the free throw line, giving them 77%. That's not going to get it done. The Clippers had an easy time getting into the paint prior to Jakobsperto getting there. They were soft in the middle and tonight, even with Jakob's presence there, they were still soft in the middle and... It is quite the luxury to have a defensive-minded center like a Jakob Pertle. And I shouldn't label him a defensive-minded center because he can score the basketball as well. Putting your help defender, that keyword being help, your help defender on an island is going to create easy opportunities for the opposition. And that is simply not going to get the job done. Not to mention the transition defense was terrible as well. A lot of opportunities some possessions the raptors would turn over the ball and essentially jog back on defense and it didn't take much for the clippers to create transition opportunities we saw a few alleys go their way with thunderous finishes be it from terrence mann or even uh, zubats the raptors gave up 20 points in the fast break and the raptors were only able to generate 10 so you got terrible half court defense Terrible transition defense, lacking effort, too many miscues, lack of communication, take your pick. The end result will always be terrible defense. And that's for my last negative, it would have to be the third quarter again. The Raptors came out strong in the first. They definitely looked like, or at least from their body language, seemed like they were in control in the first half, even though they were outscored 32-24 to in the second quarter where the Clippers finally got it going despite the Raptors' hot start. But in the third, the Raptors visibly looked defeated and they still had a whole quarter to go. Their possessions were forced. Their possessions were also up against the shot clock. We saw a lot of settling and two possessions really stand out to me. One, you had Pascal in transition, basically going one on three with two of the best two-way players in the game went healthy and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard trying to draw the foul obviously it ended up being a turnover and two points for the Clippers and Scotty Barnes had a mismatch against Eric Gordon and Eric Gordon is not a chump by any means he's certainly a strong dude but Scotty Barnes is definitely stronger definitely longer more athletic and even he settled for a turnaround fadeaway jumper in the middle and it was possessions like that in the third that really blew this game open for the Raptors and allowed the Clippers to eventually get to a double-digit lead, and they were outscored in that quarter, 34-25. to 25. And at the end of that third quarter, 
they looked visibly frustrated and I'm not going to be the one to question their character but in a game going against the Clippers while you're on a road trip where a lot of these games matter to show frustration in those moments when you're down when you need to be keeping a level head is not the attitude that you want especially if you're on the playoff hunt but a lackluster effort in the third to me is where the Raptors really lost this game and while they did make a fourth quarter push and they really clamped things down defensively all the stuff I was talking about earlier in terms of their defense they definitely cleaned it up and they were making shots they were taking higher percentage shots but it was just too little too late and this has been something that the Raptors have struggled with all season long it's either a slow start with a strong finish a strong start with a lackluster finish there hasn't been that consistent effort from this team depending on how this season plays out if they're in a play-in scenario while they're not a team that most teams would want to face in the first round but in a must win situation where depending on where you finish in the play-in scenario you might have to win one or win two you got to be ready to go for all four quarters and unfortunately the raptors were not able to do that tonight and unfortunately they come up short now as for the positives from this game i want to take a look at a few individual performances and i'm going to start off with pascal he didn't have a great game overall scoring 20 points six rebounds five assists two steals on nine for 21 shooting from the field one for three from three and one for two from the free throw line doesn't sound like a great game but it was the way that he got some of his 20 points he looked like he had a swagger back a little bit there was one possession where he went between the legs on Kawhi Leonard when healthy one of the best if not the best two-way player in the game and he was able to give him a between the leg move spin off of him and finish a very difficult layup you saw him get to his spots like he normally did in the earlier parts of the season we saw him take a very confident three. There were moments for Pascal where he looked like himself and then there were moments where we kind of seen lately where it's been a struggle for him to find his rhythm, so to speak. But I definitely felt that this was a good building block for him. You like that he was aggressive. You just want him to stay a little bit more patient. But again, to see him get to his spots, get into the paint, take guys off the dribble from the perimeter is a tremendous development and hopefully he can build off that in the next game. OG Ananobi, tremendous job defensively on the likes of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. There were a couple possessions where he was a step slow, took a gamble where he probably shouldn't have, but overall his defense was tremendous, but it was his offense. He was giving it to you on both ends. He was playing great on defense and he played great on offense. He hit big threes when the Raptors needed it, going 4 for 7, 7 for 11 from the field, but no attempts from the free throw line, but finishing the game with 18 points, 3 rebounds, 3 steals. I mean, he's leading the league in steals and in deflections. He was able to generate a lot of those turnovers that the Raptors were able to force the Clippers into. Clippers ended up finishing with 17 turnovers. OG was a huge component of that solid game from OG and Scotty Barnes as well not a very efficient game similar to Pascal finishing the game with 20 points five rebounds four assists two steals on six for 21 shooting from the field two for four from three and six for six from the free throw line 
What I love from Scotty Barnes this game is that he was aggressive for all four quarters. Anytime he was on the floor, he was looking to keep the pressure on the Clippers defense. It wasn't pretty, definitely was not efficient, but you love the aggression. You love that he was at least making the attempt to find his offense. And when he was able to hunt down those mismatches, he was successful. And that's exactly what you want from him on a consistent basis. It's something that has been lacking on a consistent basis this season, but over the last little while, there has been flashes of it. And similar to Pascal, you definitely hope that this is the building block for Scotty Barnes to be all four quarter Scotty instead of just fourth quarter Scotty. But despite their great individual performances tonight, despite the Raptors putting up a fourth quarter push, it was too little too late. They simply ran out of time and unfortunately they drop one to the Clippers 108 to 100 where the Raptors shot 37 for 96 from the field at just under 39 percent, 13 for 32 from three at 41 percent and 13 for 14 from the free throw line at 93 percent. For the Clippers they shot 39 for 71 from the field at a blistering 55 percent, 6 for 20 from three giving them 30 percent but they made it up on the free throw line and to me that's where the game was really lost for the Raptors 24 for 31 from the free throw line at just around 77 percent when we look at the other stats 44 to 41 in terms of rebounding the edge going to the Clippers they were definitely the more aggressive team coming up with 35 defensive rebounds in comparison to the Raptors 26 and they were the team that got the timely rebounds that led to second chance opportunities for the Clippers but the Raptors edged them in second chance points 15 to 13 the assist numbers a wash not a lot of beautiful playmaking tonight a lot of isolation basketball 23 to 21 in favor of the Clippers as I said the steals favored the Raptors tonight 12 to 9 they were able to force the Clippers into 17 turnovers but the Clippers were able to get 21 points off of their turnovers to the Raptors 19 but the fast break points another key takeaway from this game where it really made the difference 20 to 10 in favor of the Clippers. And like I said, points in the paint 60 to 42 in favor of the Clippers as well, due to the very soft defense of the Raptors. As we look at individual performances tonight, the starters, Pascal, OG, Scotty Barnes, Jakob Pertl, and Fred Van Vliet. We already talked about Pascal, OG, and Scotty respectfully. So we'll start off with Jakob Pertl. Not a very huge contributor on the offensive end tonight. Definitely did his part dealing with some of the size of the Clippers and the aggression of the Clippers ability to get into the paint Coming up with eight points 11 rebounds two assists two blocks on four for eight shooting from the field No attempts from the free throw line the Clippers really made it difficult for Jakob to get those paint touches like we have seen as of late They definitely clogged the paint they were switching in between zone, but they played a lot of zone so there was a lot of bodies in the paint where Jakob essentially got the ball and had to kick it out not a lot of offensive opportunities for him and the Clippers blew up the pick and roll a lot which also led to Fred Van Vliet not putting up efficient numbers tonight but was still effective in terms of keeping pressure on the Clippers defense and creating opportunities for others 13 points four rebounds nine assists three steals on four for 12 shooting from the field three for eight from three two for two from the free throw line not his most efficient game, but definitely did his part like the rest to keep the Raptors in the game. As for the role players, Thaddeus Young tonight, he got five minutes, only able to get one rebound, one offensive rebound at that. Chris Boucher, solid game off the bench, 
definitely would have wanted him to play more than 15 minutes with the start that he had. He basically had a point a minute, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 1 steal on 5 for 8 shooting from the field, 2 for 4 from 3, and 2 for 2 from the free throw line. We definitely could have used his effort and his energy, especially on the glass and with his ability to get out and transition and to space the floor, the Raptors definitely could have benefited from a longer stretch of Chris Boucher. Precious Achua regressed this game, no points in 12 minutes, but he was able to get three rebounds. Really struggled tonight, didn't look comfortable, deferred a lot more than we have grown accustomed to when he was in the starting lineup. Not a great game from him, and unfortunately, not a great game for Gary Trent Jr. as well. Seven points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal on two for 11 shooting from the field, one for five from three, but two for two from the free throw line. He's able to give you 18 points coming off the bench, certainly short from that average, and it really cost the Raptors tonight. They only got 21 points coming off the bench to the Clippers, 33. I've said this before, and I've said it again. You're only as good as your team's roster construction, and I've come to the the defense of Nick Nurse on more than one occasion saying that the roster construction of this team expecting him to turn this team into a championship contender with the way that it was constructed before the trade deadline was a very unrealistic expectation however since the Yakupertal trade with this team healthy at what point do you stop making that excuse you gotta make do with what you got and the Raptors have one of the better top eights when healthy you can make do with that. It's about knowing when to put them in, knowing when to keep them in, and knowing when to take them out. But in a game where Chris Boucher got it going and you're struggling to score the basketball, maybe you keep him in a little bit longer. Maybe you put in Gary Trent a little bit earlier, not when you just need a bucket in the fourth. Maybe it's time that they finally give Jeff Dowden some consistent minutes coming off the bench because what has been apparent in our losses on this road trip is not having somebody to fill the role of Fred Van Vliet. That connector piece, that stabilizing piece when he's off the floor. I think Jeff Dowden, like I said in the previous pod, he can do what DeLon Wright did for the Raptors and what he's currently doing for the Washington Wizards. He can fill that role. He has that skill set. He's shown the ability to step up and fill in when Freddie was out. For personal reasons, I think it's time that the Raptors really look at getting a consistent point guard presence coming off the bench for this team. Because when the second unit comes in, the ball movement stops when Freddie's off the floor. And it ends up being what we saw tonight. A lot of isolation basketball, a lot of sticky basketball, not enough ball movement. And leads to a lot of predictable possessions. So hopefully... The Raptors can look into that and hopefully Nick Nurse can figure out this rotation. Time is running out as the Raptors look to make their playoff push. But they'll have an opportunity to get back into the win column with a game against the Los Angeles Lakers. They don't have to travel, so that is a good part. On Friday night with a 10-30 tip-off, a Lakers team since LeBron James went down, Anthony Davis has stepped up. They're playing inspired basketball. They're playing with confidence. AD is looking like an MVP candidate right now. Looks healthy. Looks like himself. Looks like the player that was playing for the New Orleans Pelicans. They're currently in ninth place. They're looking to make their playoff push as well. 
at the beginning of the road trip, I definitely would have thought it was a near guaranteed win for the Raptors, but the way that the Raptors have been playing as of late, and especially the way the Lakers have been playing as of late, it's definitely not going to be a guaranteed win. The Raptors are going to have to bring their A game. Like I said, the Lakers are playing with confidence. The offense is flowing nicely. Their shooters are knocking down their shots, creating space for AD. AD is getting to his spots and absolutely punishing opposing defenses with their last two wins over the Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies. The Raptors are definitely going to have their hands full if they're not firing on all cylinders. But as I look at the keys to victory for this game, be more disciplined on defense, stay in front of their shooters, less gambling on defense, get back in transition, and don't give up easy baskets once they get below the free throw line. I really felt like the Clippers were met with little to no opposition until the fourth quarter, but at that time it was too little too late and the Lakers will take advantage of that. The Lakers do like to take a lot of shots from the perimeter. So the Raptors are definitely going to have to be more sound. They have to communicate to run their shooters off the three-point line and make the others beat you. You know what you're going to get with AD. So put it in the hands of a Dennis Schroeder. Put it in the hands of an Austin Reeves, Troy Brown. Take your pick. Let the others beat you. But a factor I forgot to mention, and it was an oversight on my part, just brought to my attention, there's a good chance that D'Angelo Russell will be back. So that is a perimeter threat. You know with LeBron not being there, D'Angelo Russell can light it up on any given night. So the ball being in D'Angelo Russell's hand or AD's hand is going to be a problem for the Raptors if the Raptors aren't disciplined defensively. But most of all, give the effort for four straight quarters. Not the first half, not the first quarter, not just the third quarter, all four quarters. I think it's important for the Raptors to establish themselves early in this game. I think it's important that they get off to a good start. You don't want to get down early against the Lakers. They have given up leads, but we've also seen the Raptors struggle to score the basketball. So stay disciplined, communicate on defense, do what you do best you'll come away with a victory. And that's it for me, folks. Thank you to all listeners doing all for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. The Raptors are currently 1-3 on this road trip. It was very, very important for them to finish with a 3-2 and two, or how I would have liked a 4-1 and one on this road trip. It did not happen. But if they're able to secure a win on Friday night, it gets them that much closer to the goal. And... With the last two games against the Nuggets and that with the Clippers as well, I think things are going to be trending into a positive outcome for the Raptors, but we will see come Friday night. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.